What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Fashion Analyst Podcast. I am your host, Gigi Halisi. And if you don't know, please follow me over on Instagram to find out what I've been doing with my time. I haven't forgot about you guys, but you know, let's stay in the loop with one another. You can check me out at the Fashion Analyst on Instagram. All one word, no underscores, at the Fashion Analyst. All right, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Alrighty, you guys. So let's just dive right into this first topic. Um, this was actually a conversation that started last week with some other influencers from my city, and the the event had nothing to do with the conversation. It was just a, a bunch of us who got together and was able to have a real conversation, which I really, really appreciated. And so the conversation was about if we feel it is a responsibility of those who have a larger influencing or a larger amount of followers, is it their responsibility to call out companies, um, systems, governments, whatever the case may be, when we see a lack of diversity or inclusivity when it comes to campaigns, opportunities, um, even... um, just just essentially that just campaigns opportunities that are available and before i get into what we were discussing it made me think about the whole asat rocky situation when he was arrested and detained in sweden for a uh, an altercation that t- that took place and You know, a lot of people were up in arms and standing in support of ASAP Rocky. And this one podcaster, her name is Crystal. She is from The Read, which is a great podcast. You guys should check it out. It was really funny. Um, But she, you know, as all the celebrities were kind of like speaking out against um, ASAP Rocky's detainment in Sweden... She posted a tweet that said, I thought of this when I heard about ASAP Rocky's situation in Sweden. And she then linked a kind of like a photo of one of ASAP Rocky's comments in regards to addressing social, cultural issues. I'm going to read it for you guys. And so the question is, do you ever feel like you're being forced to address these issues? And Ace Rocky's response was, they're not forcing me to do blank. I'm just going to stay black and die. Why? Because I'm black? So every time something happens because I'm black, I got to stand up? Why the blank am I? Or what the blank am I? Al Sharpton now? I'm ASAP Rocky. I did not sign up to be no political activist. I want to talk about my mother effing lean, (laughs) my best friend dying, the girls that come in and out of my life, the jiggy fashion that I wear, my new inspirations in drugs. What? (laughs) I don't want to talk about no blank Ferguson and and blank because I don't live over there. I live in Soho and Beverly Hills. I can't relate. I'm in the studio. I'm in these fashion studios. I'm in these blank draws. I'm not doing anything outside of that. That's my life. And so Crystal, she got um, some heat from some other celebrities, um, specifically Joe Button in regards to 
uh, her her post. But then that raises the question to me, like, okay, is it the responsibility of those who have a large influence, who have um, fans, who have a, a large following, is it their responsibility to speak up on social and cultural issues? Is it, resp- is it the responsibility of those um, who are in high demand to see where there are injustices and inconsistencies when it comes to blogging and working with companies? Is it your responsibility to speak up and say something about that? So, of course, there are people out there who don't believe that is their responsibility. You know, just like Ace Rocky said, he has his own kind of focus, his own desires, his own mindset of what he as ASAP Rocky should be focusing on I wonder if that changed since he's been locked up that mindset but um you know there are people out there who believe like no I'm worried about me my family I'm trying to get to this money I'm trying to be successful and make a name for myself and the last thing I need to do or want to do is speak up on behalf of somebody that I don't know and don't care about um and then Uh, The women that I was speaking with, the majority of us, all of us actually, we all felt the same way and we felt like it was the responsibility of the influencer to speak up on behalf of, of those who are not represented. You know, you have a right to challenge those who want to use you and utilize you for their campaign and for their marketing and question, you know, why don't I see a lot of people of color color why don't I see a lot of women why don't I see um, a lot of plus size women those are the types of questions that we think are important for companies to to be asked I mean if we if America has an epidemic of obesity right why in the world would there be more models who don't fit the body type of those who are in majority in America. That just doesn't make sense to me. I'm not saying that we have to, you know, um, push or promote obesity. I'm not saying that we have to uh, only include plus size women, but there should be a much larger representation of those who we can identify with. It just, it doesn't make sense to me that everybody is super skinny. It doesn't make sense to me that everybody is super blonde, super pale, super tall, super lean, like super athletic. It's just, it's not the majority. And if we want to start moving forward to making other people feel beautiful in the skin that they're in, then we have to start making sure that there is more inclusivity with everything that we do so one blogger was saying that um she specifically took a campaign she was offered to work with a company and she decided to take it and work with the company because she saw that their their demographic was wide the people that they were trying to reach was more than just your your smaller petite people you know um Think about it. Like, our mothers, our aunties, our grandmoms, they're not a size two and four, you know. And it's important that they're represented, too. Why does everyone have to be super-duper young? Why can't 
we have more models who, (laughs) I don't know, who are older. I just believe that we have a responsibility. That's me personally as an influencer. And I'm not saying I'm a big time influencer because I'm not. But the people that I do reach and the people that I do connect with and the people that I do influence to, I want to make sure that they feel good for being them. I want to make sure that people feel good and don't feel like they have to alter themselves to be beautiful, to fit in, or to feel like they have to be a certain size to fit a fad. I mean, that's my biggest qualm. Like, fashion is not a size. Fashion is not. It's not a size two. It's not a size four. Fashion or beauty is not a size two or size four. You know, fashion is what you make it. There are some women who wear, like, a size 20 and can outdress your favorite Instagram fashionista on her best day. Okay, let's get into it. There are some plus size fashion influencers out there who will put you to shame real quick because fashion is not a size. Fashion is an expression and that's what people have to understand. And unless these larger companies start to get on that wave, it's our responsibility to make sure that they understand that. Period. And if you don't, agree with that shame on you shame on you and I'm sure you have your reasons for feeling the way that you feel or believing that whatever but we've already seen what selfishness does to people we've seen it with slavery we've seen it in the fashion industry we we see it in business we even see it in politics when people are selfish nothing works No one is happy. Even the people who are getting all the money and are super rich and getting all the fame and notoriety, deep down inside, they're miserable. No one wins when you're selfish, when all you're thinking about is yourself and your personal progression. We have to start thinking as a collective. You have to start thinking about the people who's going to come after you. You're going to have to start thinking about what type of effect, what type of influence you want to have on the world. I don't care if you have 500 followers. Those are 500 people who are not in your immediate circle that you are influencing and affecting and how you think, how you act, and what you post takes an effect on how they act, how they dress, how they interact with other people. Your positive comments can affect their day. Your negative comments can affect their day. You have to, I don't know, I just feel like influencers, we have a much larger responsibility than what you think you do and what you give yourself credit for. We have a lot more responsibility than a lot of people give us credit for. But one thing that we should be doing is working together to make sure that everyone is represented equally, everyone is represented fairly, and... Everyone, at the end of the day, has a chance to sit at the table. And that's just it. That's how I feel about that. So, I'm going to go drink some water, and then we'll move forward with the next topic. All right, you guys. I need your help. I need your help to understand if it is okay for people to buy used makeup. Think about it. 
is it okay for people to purchase used makeup to wear? Would you purchase used makeup to wear? I was reading an article and it was talking about how Japanese millennials are buying used makeup and how the Japanese culture is usually very, very strict about their cleanliness and how there's this huge, well, this growing segment of millennials in Japan who um, are opting to purchase used makeup. And first I thought, well, used makeup is kind of gross. I mean, I worked as a, uh, I'm going to say makeup artist, but it's like, I wasn't really like a legit makeup artist. Like I could do some makeup. I could, you know, blend a little eyeshadow. You know, I could, I could contour. I could do a little something, something, but I wasn't like a makeup artist. Like, you know what I mean? And, um, when I was working as a makeup artist, uh, one of the things that I was taught was that number one, you never use the same brush on multiple people. So once you use a brush on one person, it's done because you don't want to spread germs. Another thing, you don't use like the actual ma- mascara wand. You buy disposable mascara wands so that you don't transfer germs and bacteria. You know, you don't put lipstick on people's lips. Like you use uh, disposable tools to help you apply the makeup and the lipstick so that you're not cross-contaminating it with other people's germs. Because you don't know what's going on with people's bodies. You don't know if people got pink eye. You got the mascara wine all up in their eye and dipping it back in your mascara jar and all that. See, no. You know, and then, um, and if your makeup artist is good, then they should have disposable products that they use on you or they should have a sanitary process where they're not using the same brushes on every single person that sits in their chair because that's disgusting. You know, and I and when I say using the same brush, I don't mean using the brush, washing it, then using it on someone else. I'm talking about using the brush, not washing it, then reusing it on someone else. Like, that's disgusting. Um, So I thought about that and I was like, you know, people have germs. It's kind of gross. If you're not using disposable products, which these people are not doing, it's kind of gross to buy used makeup. But then I thought about... You know, but you're saving money. What if the person, like, you know, tried the product once and didn't like it um, and is not that dirty? But then again, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm leaning more on the side of it's gross to share makeup um, because you don't know what people are into, what they do with their mouths, what they do with their eyes, their face. Listen, this world is crazy. People be doing mad weird stuff. So, um, but... I don't know, like, I I just can't, I don't know, I just, I'm not with it. Like, I understand, like, you're trying to save money, and, you know, makeup is very expensive. It's extremely expensive, especially if you're buying, like, good quality products. But even if you're not buying, like, high, top-notch, top-tier products, makeup is still pricey. Drugstore makeup, listen, you walk into a drugstore, and you only get the necessities, Like, if you're going to do 
a full beat, right? You're going to an event, you want a full beat on your face, but you need to get everything, all your products, like you need a foundation, you need concealer, you need a primer, you need eyeshadow, you need liner, you need lashes. Go to the store and get all of that at once at a drugstore. You're going to run up a check real quick. Makeup, period, is expensive. So I can see how and why people would want to cut corners. But also, it's a it's a risky game. You know? Like, you don't know what's up with people these days. Like, I don't know. My mind works weird. How do you know somebody didn't lick that eyeshadow? I, it sounds weird, but people do, do weird stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like... How you know they didn't take that makeup brush and, like, tickle their butt crack with it before they're selling it to you? Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird. Like, I know you can wash it, but my mind just wanders too crazy, too deep into stuff. I I couldn't do it. I couldn't buy used makeup. Now, if it was somebody that I knew and trusted, fine. But if we're talking about, like, eBay, Poshmark, like, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I don't I don't think that's my cup of tea. But I don't know, maybe, maybe it's y'all's. Maybe you would be interested in it. I'm just I just can't. I just can't. <laughs> so I mean, if you do it, more power to you. Maybe it's something that you can explain explain to me. Um feel free to hit me up on Instagram and my DMs. Let me know what's popping with that. But um as of right now, I'm not sold. There's I'd rather just save up the money to buy it for myself or take myself to the the beauty store and swatch the product. Like, I would swatch it on my hand. I'm not about to put it on my... Your face is so sensitive. Like, you can't... You can't just be up in there putting on a full face of makeup that everybody's little dirty fingers been into so you swatched on your little hand you see if it works for you that type of thing but nah ain't no way that's what i'm thinking about like i'm thinking about like you know that's that swatch that that test tube that is always at the beauty store like at sephora or also where you can swatch the product and try the product and stuff would you buy that would you buy that if they said, you know what, we're going to start a new program where if you want this product but don't want to pay full price, you can buy this used test product for a discounted rate. It would be all yours. Like, would you would you seriously buy that? Like, really? Would you seriously get it? I mean, if it was like a foundation which comes in a tube, okay, that's understandable. But like lipstick... Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, thank you. No, thank you. My goodness. Well, let me know what you think. Like I said, shoot me a DM. Hit me up on Instagram. At the Fashion Analyst. All one word. All one word. All right, you guys. So this, this next news story is going to be a bit um, intense. So if sexual assault, sexual harassment... Um, is a trigger for you feel free to fast forward this part but you know the world of fashion isn't always glitz and glamour sometimes there are some dark and ugly 
places that needs as much exposure as possible. And I believe it needs exposure because if you don't know what's happening, you don't know what to look out for, you don't know what to fight against. And unfortunately, there's a lot of like shady stuff that goes on in the fashion industry. This article in particular um, is about women who work at the factories in Lesito, South Africa. Uh, So these factories are owned by a Taiwanese firm by the name of Nin Sing. And basically the managers and the supervisors force the women to having sexual relationships with them in order to get bonuses, in order to keep their jobs, um, in order to get promotions. And it's ridiculous. It's literally the most disgusting thing I've heard all day. Uh, So, and the women, here's the thing. These women, they're producing jeans for American brands um, such as Levi, Wrangler, and Lee. Uh, And so the sexual harassment and the sexual assault in these factories have been outstanding. Um, The Workers' Right Consortium, Consortium, (laughs) sorry, sometimes words are difficult, but the Workers' Right Consortium, a.k.a. the WRC, is um, a U.S.-based company where they... Uh, they basically go into these companies and factories and they do the investigations. They uh, held a two-year investigation into Ning Sing, um, which is the factory that's in Lucido. And they found that the managers and supervisors are regularly coercing female workers into sexual relationships. Um, They just published this investigation on last Thursday. So um, they also found that management failed to take disciplinary action against the offenders. And that workers' rights to unionize was suppressed and it preventing it prevented them from collectively raising their concerns. So they basically taking everything away from these women. They're taking their independence, they're taking their bodies, they're taking their, you know, their uh independence away from them and it's just it's crazy. And apparently the sexual harassment from managers and supervisors were so pervasive that male co-workers also routinely engaged in abusive behavior. These women were abused so much by their managers and supervisors that their male co-workers also engaged in the abusive behavior. What? What? Are you kidding me? (sighs) Okay. So one person reported that literally all of the women in their department slept with the supervisor. And that for the women, it's literally about survival and nothing else. These women 
this is how they make their livelihood. This is how they support their families. This is how they support themselves. And it's like you are literally stripping away every bit of their womanhood just so they can survive. How dare you? How disgusting can you be? Are you kidding me? So one woman claimed that she went to personnel about inappropriate touching uh, from her manager. And personnel said that they would do something to fix it. However, no action was taken. And then eventually she felt that she had to just let it go because nothing was going to change. You Do you know what type of hopeless you have to feel to just let something like that go? Someone violated you and you are now in a place where you feel like you just have to let it go because nothing is going to happen. That is a a deep despair that she has have she has to feel. This is just life. Like what? My gosh. So, here's the thing. The managers and supervisors aren't just people from South Africa. They're not people from Lesotho. They're not they're overseas management so these people have come from all over everywhere who knows because the report doesn't say where these managers are from they just said that they're from overseas so you have all types of people just degrading you on a daily basis because they can do it it's one person reported that they caught one of the managers having sex with a woman in the factory at work excuse me and here's the part that really kills me when supervisors who were found to have engaged in sexual harassment bribery or any other form of misconduct they were transferred between departments they weren't fired they weren't disciplined they weren't fined they weren't arrested and taken to jail like they should have been, they were just transferred between departments so they can do what they've been doing to somebody else in a different area of the company. Smart. What a brilliant idea. Genius. Like, what is wrong with people? And so when WRC presented its findings to Neen Singh, the company, get this, the company claimed that there were no cases of sexual harassment or abuse that had been reported to the company for the past two years and that no manager or supervisor had been disciplined for sexual sexual harassment since 2005. Whoop-de-freaking-do. Are you serious? How dumb are you? Like, people are, these corporations are so perverted is people just want to survive people just want to work i just want to come get my check and go home but now we have of course nothing has been reported since 2005 you're threatening your 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 uh employees to not say anything you're threatening your employees who are being abused that they're going to lose their livelihood If they report anything, you demand that they lie to auditors. So, of course, you're not going to have any reports. Y'all douchebags. Like, what? 
Are you serious? Oh my gosh. It's just... So here's the first thing. So Levi, their Levi's um, vice president of sustainability, Michael Kobori, told The Guardian that once they received the WRC's findings, they required Ning Singh to immediately take a series of actions to address the allegations, including making changes in staffing and management at the facilities named in the report. Vice President Scott Dietz of Contour Brands, which owns Wrangler and Lee, told The Guardian that the company was deeply, deeply concerned by the allegations and that this is not the way we wanted to learn about these problems. Excuse me. We wanted to learn about them through the audits we conducted. Excuse me? So do you really think, do you really think you suggesting to change management and make changes in staffing is going to help the systematic sexual assault practices that's going on? Do you really think that's going to work? Do you think those were good and healthy suggestions? Oh, just change your staffing. Just change the management. It should help. And here's the thing that bothers me um, about WRC. So rather than suggesting that the brands terminate their contract with Ning Singh, uh, the WRC asked them to just use their business relationship to lever- leverage the supplier to change his practices. Do you really think suggesting, like... Threatening them like, hey, change your um, practices or we're going to pull out of using you as a, as a supplier. Do you really think that's going to help? Or do you think Ning Singh is just going to get super duper strict with what's already been going on? I mean, if they didn't have... Since 2005, it's 2019. They, since 2005, they have not had a supervisor or manager disciplined for sexual harassment. Do you really think they aren't going to continue on with the practices that they have now? Do you really not think that? For the past two years, no one has reported sexual harassment or abuse to the company. For the past two years, no one has reported anything to personnel because nothing will change do you really think they're going to start feeling comfortable enough to report something now i'm tired of these companies thinking oh i'm gonna threaten you that i'm gonna like leave but not really leave you're not gonna leave because they are helping you make more money they their prices are so low that you can do what you want to do and make money. They could do what they want to do and you still make money. That's all it is. It's all about it's a money market. That's just it. Like nothing is gonna change. And then on top of that, why is there nothing being suggested for the women to get help? Why is there no suggestion? When you are abused, it is not just physical, it is a mental thing. So now these women are probably depressed. 
They probably feel worthless. They have been abused. And you're trying to tell me that you don't have any suggestions to help them, your employees? You're trying to tell me that, you know, you want equal rights for these women and you apply these U.S. policies for those workers, but you don't care about their mental well-being? Really? I just... Gender-based violence is a real thing. It's a real thing in the workplace. And I'm in need for these companies to get it together because this is ridiculous. This is infuriating. How dare you guys? You you talk about how you want to benefit and protect people and women in particular. And you, you strive to ensure a safe and secure workplace for all workers in your factories. But... What are you like how how are you are you using the the su- supervisors and the managers that are already in place to find new supervisors and managers? How are you how are you doing this? How are you executing what you're suggesting? How are you making sure that these people are good on their word? How are you making sure that your workers are healthy and in a good mental space to continue working? Or are they just another number for you? Are they just another little worker that gets your supplies out? Are they things? Are they tools? Are they just laborers for you? Like something's got to be done. There has to be way more compassion than I've read in this article. Way more compassion. It's horrible. It's heartbreaking. And so I am... I also read that Lacito is a growing player in the global textile and apparel industry. They produce 26 million pairs of jeans annually, and they employ about 38,000 people. Roughly 85%, follow me, 85% of all exports go that go to the U.S. are from this place. Now, I'm not saying they all are from the same company. Let's not get it twisted. I'm not saying that all 85% of the genes are produced from Nien Singh, which is the company at fault right now, who are harboring and allowing these sexual predators to continue to work in the factories. I'm not saying that all all of the exports are from this company. But 85% of all exports go to the U.S. Um, and, you know, their buyers are include a whole bunch of big names, but that's neither here nor there because the company and the facility at hand is that which, that uh, is the factories that belong to Neen Singh. And right now, the companies that we know of that utilizes Neen Singh is... Lee Wrangler and Levi. So I'm hoping, I'm praying that things will change and that things will, I don't know, change and be different for these women. My heart goes out to them. Um, I wish there is more that I can do, but, you know, talking about it and shining light on the ugly things and the ugly stuff is, is a good start. I believe. And so, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm just going to leave it at that because 
I am just so livid right now. I just can't believe that stuff like this is really going on. And that's why it's so important to know who you support. Just because the name is well known, just because a company has been around for years, does not necessarily mean that they're worth you investing your money into. At the end of the day, if you buy Levi, you buy Lee, you buy Wrangler jeans, this is what you're investing in. You're investing in women being sexually abused and sexually harassed and assaulted at work. You are supporting women being pawns for the sexual pleasures of their supervisors and managers and coworkers. Ugh, I'm just so sickened right now. Well, you guys, you know, I'm going to wrap it up for today. I think that was weighty enough. We talked about a lot of stuff today, and this episode was kind of long. So I hope you guys appreciated it. Um, I'm looking forward to doing more, more talks, more having more conversations. And, you know, I have some ideas that I'm bouncing around to kind of like continue the hard conversations that that need to be had when it comes to fashion and influencing and blogging as well so yeah so I'm excited for that uh again I hope you guys enjoyed this episode remember to follow me on instagram at the fashion analyst I love and appreciate you guys for listening you guys mean so much to me and I really really appreciate you guys taking the time out to hear me rant and rave for a little bit um And so, yeah, I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Have a wonderful week. All right. Bye.